everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. And today, we're doing episode 123 from June the 4th of 1994. We're into the summer in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. We are still at Rowan or Roan State Community College in Harriman, Tennessee. Even though we weren't here last week because we saw the Volunteer Slam highlights, we are back in this venue so i'm sure that was a hell of an episode of tv for cordy to produce because he had to produce that knowing it would air after volunteer slam so that's that sitting here with doc and Hardbody hopper doc how was your christmas man i mean i know it's oh not- <laughs> oh, 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 oh. man I'm, my christmas was blessed just like everything every other part of my life uh it, it, it truly is the most wonderful time of the year isn't it yeah happy birthday Jesus. Jesus is the reason for the season. And I had a great Christmas. How about you? Did you drink a lot of eggnog last week? Today? Every day? Mm, no, but my... We're about, 10 days, we're about 10 days into being off work. How's that treating you? So let's let's discuss... Oh, that's treating me very well, even though it's... Well, I, it ain't nothing better than not dealing with saps at work, man. I ain't Jesus missed the T-Rex once. I bet. Can you imagine him at home just... Shoveling in food and watching the prices right and shit. <laughs> Take, taking time off he doesn't have, going into his negative right. vacation bank. Actually, right. actually, ta- literally taking time off and not getting paid, but complaining right. that he's never got money. Yeah, that guy. Fuck that. <laughs> that's just Hopper. That's a shoot, brother. That is a shoot. <laughs> that's, I never got that's, that, bro. Like that's a shoot. Time off, like if you're sick and like like you're fucked up and you can't go to work and but. I'm going to take fucking not paid time off just to fucking sit around a house. T-Rex oh, wait. took a day off one time to go to the Nebraska Furniture Mart. Just to shop, look around. Bruh. Did he find anything? I don't know. He probably needs a new couch faster than most because he's putting stress on the sh- that shit on the springs Hopper. all the time. Hopper, you know how I always huh. say Doc does it to himself. He he He's nosy. Yeah, so, this is what <laughs> fucking Doc. This is what Doc did to find out this information about Nebraska Furniture Mart. One day, he goes up to the to to, to where they sit, the the T Rex and some of his peers, and he's like, he's like, "Hey, T Rex, how was your weekend? Oh, you know, it was all right. I I kind of did this, this, and this. I went to Nebraska Furniture Mart for the first time, and oh my God, it's such a big place. And and um, to be honest with you, I need to take a day off of work one day so I can really walk around and soak it all in. And so now, again, Doc being nosy because T Rex 
T-Rex was out on Monday, and now it's Tuesday, and he's trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Doc's being nosy. He's found himself in a situation where now he's frustrated because his poor fucking sap told him that he's about to take off from work for a day to go walk around Nebraska Furniture Mart. So What's Doc's so now special hot. about fucking Nebraska Furniture Mart? I don't know, Doc. Nothing. You have to answer that. Nothing. I've I, I never been there. I don't know. He's just a sap. He wants to walk around Nebraska Furniture Mart. And but Look the thing the shit is, he can't buy. The thing is, Doc comes back to me and says, Bro, let me tell you what happened. I was like, dude, you asked for it. Just don't go talk to him. <laughs> you're you're asking for patheticness. So then, I don't know, the next weekend he's Netflixing and not chilling the next weekend and he calls in on a Monday. So Doc goes and asks his boss where he's at. Uh, as, as Hopper's oh, virus no. phone goes off, yeah, and then and Do- and Doc and and T Rex's boss said that shit's just what the hell off. is going on? Oh wait, I'm gonna just God the fuck, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Yeah, we just while y'all were all we were all subjected to that. Harper texted us a, a obviously photoshopped picture of a guy with little arms standing in front of a big statue of a T-Rex. That's him. No, it's not. You'd have to add about 300 pounds to that. That is so dirty. <laughs> but it's photoshopped. Come on. Yeah, it it's, is. It's a work. It's a work. But Doc Doc frustrates himself because he 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 whenever T Rex isn't there he'll then go ask where the T Rex is. No no no. Here's what you sniffles. don't understand. You like to be antisocial and curmudgeonly at work and just keep to I yourself. Sure but I'm a I'm a leader, and so, so I have to come around and make the people feel like they're special, even though they're not. That's nice. Yeah, right. but then you then you work you work people like T Rex up, and then you get and then you get frustrated because of how sappy they are with their. Stupid- it's the price I have to pay to make the dollars I have to make. So here's this the thing: dude's crying to you about not having time off, but every freaking Monday he's off because he's got the sniffles or he's tuckered out from Netflix and not chilling. Is he gay? Bacon, uh, what? Is he gay? What does that matter? I don't know because the way. You- you kind of describe him. He Phil Allen weird. thinks he's a Phil Allen thinks it's a girl. He's like, yeah. he's gotta, Phil Allen. Phil Allen has said that on a Facebook group a bunch of times. He goes, T Rex has to be a female. I'm like, no, not really. All right. So, Mike, how was your Christmas? Drank a lot of Hennessy VSOP. I actually had an uncle who gave me a bottle and said, "Here, man," and I sit there and down the whole bottle. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, uncle it was Pop, all right. Pop. Was it Uncle Pop Pop? How was my Christmas? Um, Christmas sucks when you're an adult, to be frank. Yeah, okay. no. Well, because, Pop you know, when you're married. How was, how was your Christmas, Harper? We had a wrestling show. Yeah, it was great, wasn't How it, did Harper? it go? Did you go over? Yeah. All right. Uh, Doc, any, you bang any truth- rats after the show? No. Oh. Truthfully speaking, Doc. With that, with that attitude, you won't be. <laughs> Jesus. Doc, today is November 30th, 2018. This will drop on January the 30th. Why you got a kayfabe, you fucking asshole? Well, Happy New I Year, wa- too, while we're at it, man. Yeah. Happy New Year. Jesus. Because now, this one, you, said, you said, hold on. You said this would drop on December 23rd last week. So this would drop on December 30th. 
Okay, there you go. Then the 30th. So happy new year. But my point being. I rescind my happy new year. Fuck you. What I was about to say was. Doc, predict the future. On Christmas oh. morning, your mm -hmm. wife, while you were trying to help your children, your little kids, your little white children who are oh, privileged as motherfuckers. So much privilege. So many toys. So privileged. A sea, a sea of privilege. It's great. Right. While, while you were trying to help them with whatever toys they got and help put things together, Mrs. Doc was over in the I'm going to get in the corner. About how I, I picked the wrong whatever it was she wanted. So we're predicting the future. That's going to happen, right? A hundred percent. There's no yeah. – is there a place that I could go – a window that I could go put money on it to recoup my Christmas? Because I'd like to bet against – I mean bet for that. There's not an odd that you could – an odds that you could lay out that I wouldn't bet on that. It is – as it is as close to one hundred percent as the law of gravity that she will be un, un, fundamentally unhappy with the gifts that she gets. Every year that I've known Doc from Christmas time, every year he texts me Christmas morning and tells me how, while he's trying to help the kids with their gifts, his wife is complaining about what he got her. I'm just like Jake, man. They made me this way. Nobody ever gave <laughs> me. Anything. Where brings me a drink around here. <laughs> I had to take it. I had to take it because I am a good boy. <laughs> All right. I'm still, I'm still reeling from that last week, man. That was some hot shit. I hope there's some good shit in this episode. Maybe we should talk about wrestling. Yeah, let's go to the ring as your Skype seems to be modulated for whatever reason. No, oh, this no. Yeah, oh yeah. So again, it is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 123, June 4th, 1994. Uh, we are here in, again, it's Roan State Community College again. And Les and Bob open up the show. And Furnace and Bobby Blaze will take on Candido and Primetime Brian Lee. Chris Hamrick versus Kendall the Samurai for the Beat the Champ TV title. Because remember, Bedlam won all his matches, so they picked names out of a hat and they picked Hamrick and Kendall the Samurai. So. Dude. That shit's just got to go away, bro. Um, I it's it going to be around for I, a while longer. Yeah, what's your problem with it? It's just it it, it it doesn't it doesn't good it doesn't build up to 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 anything. I I think that they used this off of something that Johnny Valentine did in the seventies in Mid Atlantic, which is the drawing him out of a hat. This is where Corny got this. He said that before. He told me when he was on BTT the first time, and I can't remember for nothing where he got it from. Just call him and get him back on. Yeah. But how hard, how hard can in, that be? We're in a down period for it. There were times when they had plenty of competitive matches for it, and then lately. Yeah, now it's, it's like for guys. It, well, Bruiser just basically murdered four guys and retired as a champ. And then remember, what about the that, illustrious days where Doug Furnace held the strap? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. When he was, God, that guy had it. Jesus I thought Christ. he was gone. Then I see him in his tag team match. It's like, fuck. He's like herpes, you know? <laughs> you need to get some Valtrex for that shit. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's go to the ring. We got the Rock and Roll Express versus Killer Kyle and James Atkins, the rock and roll win with ease under two minutes. Doc, did you have any thoughts from I that? Did it? Wow. So my okay. first thought was, "Gee, Kyle still works here." Yeah. No, huh? But 
Kyle and Gibson start off the match lockup, taking us all the way back to match one, episode one. Of Smoky Mountain Wrestling when those two yeah, guys were right. I had a little tear in my eye when they locked up, man. It was like, dude, let's go. It took me back in time to that. Was it in Greenville, South Carolina or some shit where they, they were the first match? The very first match taped in, I think, like November of actually 91 uh, is when they actually taped it. I want to. That's say. a Bobby Fulton uh, promoted show, correct? That was Bobby Fulton yeah. promoted it. Uh, little known trivia, if you don't remember, actual Junkyard Dog was on that card, but Rick Rubin told Corny he did not want JYD on his TV. <laughs> uh, so there you go. little trivia there, a little nugget from Cornette. Well, okay. Now, hold on. They have... They do the Pam Lawson deal here. You know, if you want a personal appearance, I was thinking somebody should have called up and said, yeah, I'd like to smoke crack with Jake. How much is that going to run? Well, I'm, I don't know. Are you, are you providing the crack? I want to smoke a blunt with Jake. If you provide, if you provide, if you provide the cocaine, it probably wouldn't cost you much. Jake would be like, come on over. Hey, my toilet's clogged up. Can Dirty White Boy come over? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's. um, So after the match, Harper, did you have anything from it? No, just. uh, It's like it's. I mean, Kyle's just. uh, I like to see them fucking do more with him. I I feel like he was. I feel like he was not used. Yeah, no, huh? Um, Because he's a big guy. I don't want to give anything away, but he's going to get thuggish in a, in a few months. Yeah. Uh, Lee Russell on the Facebook group, I do agree with you. They could have done more with Kyle. I, I don't think uh, putting him under a mask would have done anything, but I think that I actually think you can, uh, quote, unquote, rehabilitate him uh, even at the stage he is now because he's just a big badass, and I don't think it's much just to build him up slowly, put a couple of wins under him. even though You, you know what always him. plays well in wrestling? A big badass that can bump around and do shit. It always works. And he could do that. That was the thing about right. him. He bumped hey, so, good. He worked good. I mean, I don't know yeah. if he can if he cut good promos, but he didn't need that because Corny was he there. He didn't need it. All right. So All right. we're getting ready to go to Tammy, right? Yeah. Yes. So you're shooting this on video, right? Yes. So as you're watching this, think about and Harper. Think about just all those flash bulbs off screen. <laughs> How many porno movies have you seen where you can just see them taking like a million pictures while some some girls getting plugged? That's nice. <laughs> That's what that reminded me. Of. <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's go to the promo now. Here it is. And right now, let's go to an exclusive press conference with Miss Tammy Fitch. I've called this press conference today to make some statements answering some of the controversies that have come up recently. As a matter of fact, I wrote a letter to Hillary Clinton suggesting she do this, and it worked for her. So I figured I'd come out here, I'd I'd try to explain to you people what the truth really is about all of these allegations. There's been some question as to who is the boss in the team of Brian Lee and Chris Candido. Well, obviously this comes from the male media, because everyone knows that when a woman is involved, the woman's in charge. Because women, unlike men, are born leaders. Men let their emotions guide them, while women govern through their minds. So, for everyone to know, I call the shots for the tag team champions. And occasionally, I'll let Chris and Brian think that it was their idea just to make them happy. 
There have been many questions as to whether if there's a conflict between Chris and Brian. Well, obviously the people who are asking these questions have never attended a business class like I have at Wellesley. Because, as anyone who has half a brain should know, that all CEOs of major successful companies keep competitiveness between their employees to increase productivity. Brian and Chris may argue once in a while, yeah, but that's just to impress me. That's just to keep them on their toes. They just want to do the best they possibly can for me. Anyway, Brian's so big and strong, and well, Chris is kind of cute. And as far as the pile driver match is concerned that Bob Armstrong has forced us into, I think it is absolutely ridiculous. Smoky Mountain Wrestling is not only trying to make us lose the tag team belts, but they're trying to hurt us as well. You know, Chris Candido used the pile driver, yeah, I know it's illegal, but he used it on Ricky Morton only in self-defense. He didn't want to do it, he just had to in order to save his own life. So now we're going to have a pile driver match. And I know the Rock and Roll Express can't beat us in a regular wrestling match, but they may be able to pile drive us. So I don't care what we have to do, but we're going to pile drive the Rock and Roll Express first and anybody else who gets in my way. Fans, just in case you missed it last. All right, Doc. Uh, I really paid a lot more attention, and there were a lot of flash bulbs, as you pointed out. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was well, they had to do something since there was no press actually there, which threw me off the whole time. Did she call somebody you people at the beginning? I think so. That's never that's always hurtful when you call somebody you people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you would know. You would know, right, Mike? You yeah, do it all the time at work. Because you're black. No, it has nothing to do with that, actually. Uh, um, stop he lying could be as he could be as white as me, but he's still him. Um You people. You people. Um, what else you got, Doc? Not a lot, because I was just... It, it's good. She's good. She's cutting some things, you know, some heel promo action. I, I'm just kind of ready for something different from her. Well, stay tuned. Uh, Hopper, anything? I, I'm telling you, she ought to get with a certain favorite tag team of ours when they come in. That would have popped the territory. Corny didn't like that idea when you mentioned, and I'll, we'll yeah, just say well, it. I can't help it. That he, who's the visionary here? <laughs> well, tell the people what you said to Corny. I that haven't heard it or haven't I heard it in a while because it was a while ago. I don't even. I'm sure he Corny remembers. I don't exactly remember. Um, do you need me to? Do you need me to state it for you? Well, yeah. I, no, no. I said that I would have. What would have happened? what kind of nuclear heat would have occurred if he'd have put Tammy as the manager for the, the gangsters. And I think he thought there was so much heat already that it would have been even too much. Everybody I talked to says there, there definitely was too much heat. It was like, they, it was, it was like the people just did not want to go to the buildings because they were so just racist. It was pretty fucking bad, is what it was. So bunch of black assholes. No, I think it's the white people that are the assholes. Yeah, no, I'm saying like <laughs> that's what they were thinking. Bunch of black oh, yeah. assholes stealing our fucking white women. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. So white I didn't have much there. I didn't. Have, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not addressing that. I didn't have much there, but um, you know, Sammy's kind of just uh, stealing our fucking African princesses. What? Nubian Nubian princesses. Oh, yeah. Okay, Jesus Christ. All right. Crack, uh, we get crack. a recap of Bedlam versus Macho from 
Volunteer Slam with help from Funk and Corny. And then from that, they go to a promo with Cornette, Dory Funk, and Bedlam. Um, let me ask you this first, Doc. Did you have anything from this before I hit play? The promo? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, that brown suit that Dory is wearing is the color everything was in 1978. Cars, yeah. kitchens. If you... Um. That, with that, that brown was, paneling on it and shit? Yeah, everything was that color in 1978, 1979. Why? God. It's like he's about to go to the fucking cotton bowl. That's right. I got to go scout some premier talent. Yeah. Ever since we said, ever get, ever since we opened it up to the coloreds, our, our program oh, has come taken on, off. <laughs> I'm saying what he would have said, not what I would have said. This booster. You don't know he would have said that. Did you have anything from the promo, though, besides the fact that Dory's got a, a brown suit on? I mean, I didn't have much. The reason I asked is I didn't have much from it. I mean, I guess it's yeah, a nice the one fit thing for I Dory. Had was, the one thing I had was. Well, Which Con- I, I guess it- what Conrad started doing that a while back, too. Okay, there you go. He did. He, uh, started, he started sleeping through a match. I was like, really? Huh? Interesting. <laughs> what a fucking concept. <laughs> he's mad doc's mad no what i was gonna say is dory you know he's he's i thought he's did, did good poking fun at bob armstrong kids and shit i thought that was yeah weird. like i i you know because we we were down on dory last week but i thought he did good like he says you know what have the armstrong boys ever done you know me and my brother have been nwa world champs like wow all right so even though he doesn't cut the greatest promos that shit was pretty damn good man he's got scoreboard on everybody yeah, I, I agree. So, um, I don't know. Hopper, what did you have from it? Yeah, it's just, he, that is true, huh? I forgot about that when he was like, what the fuck did y'all ever do? Yeah. So, I don't know. Here, let me let me play that part of it. He's about to say it right now. Thing what with I got the Armstrong family. Well, first of all, let me say this. These wrestling fans should be very proud of the Armstrong family. But I'll tell you what, if you people like the Armstrong family, and if you like those two little boys of Bob Armstrong, you ought to tell those two punks to stay away from the Funk brothers. Look at what they're facing. Two men, my brother Terry Funk and myself, the only brother combination that has ever achieved World Heavyweight Championship. Now you people are real proud of those little Armstrong kids. You think they've done a lot in this area? You better tell them to stay away from my brother and myself because I want you people to know something. Take a look at me. On the outside, I look different than my brother. But on the inside, I'm just the same as my brother. You see, I'm almost as crazy as Terry Funk. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Blood's thicker than water. And Armstrong family, we're going to see a lot of your blood before it's over with. Because with the Funk family on my side, with Bruiser Bedlam on my side, Believe me, Bob Armstrong, you're not going to run Smoky Mountain Wrestling very long. And all your friends and your family are in the danger zone. Like I said, I, I thought, although Dory kind of ended it really weird, I thought it was. I thought what he said was fine. I liked it. You know, I mean, he's telling the truth there. He scoreboarded, like Doc said. He was doing the, Doc, you said this a long time ago, when Deion Sanders would hit the freaking high step at the 40-yard line because he had already yeah. dusted everybody. Like, that's kind of like what he was doing there, except in Dory's way. So, uh, any other thoughts, Hopper? No, just, I mean, I mean, just like we just said, what the fuck have the Armstrongs done? Yeah. 
All right, let's go to Bullet Bob now. Um, he's got a response. You know, I know exactly what Jim Cornette and his men are up to. They're trying to goad me into leaving the commissioner's chair. But you know, that happened once before, and he almost ruined Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I'm not going to let that happen again. As much as I'd love to get a hold of you and some of your cronies, I'm not going to do it. I'm smarter than that. Because I got something in the back of my mind, too. You're not the only smart one around, Cornette. Armstrong Army still lives. The Armstrong family number's a few, too. And I had help when I called for it, and my mama didn't have to pay for it. I got friends. That's the difference between me and you. You have to pay for your friends. I don't have to pay for mine. All I have to do is ask. And when I ask the Army, they'll go, two, three, four, and they'll be at my side. I'll not resign this commissioner's chair, and you can count on that, Cornette. All right. So I guess we'll let's get out to the see. woods and start training again. Yeah, dude, th- that's what I was thinking about when they were <laughs> when they were fucking running around, fucking hiding behind bushes and shit. He heard that promo and off screen, Morton's like, "God damn it, I got to get painted up again and go out to fucking." <laughs> that shit was great with the backwards <laughs> hat on, and he's just like, <laughs> oh, remember, remember Ricky Morton." And then Robert Gibson looked like a gorilla with that gorilla suit he had. <laughs> Come on. Well, I'm just his, saying. His face painted. You couldn't tell if he had a shirt on because he was so fucking hairy. <laughs> well, well, you, you could tell it was him because you, you could see see his eyes. <laughs> right. God, that was so terrible. But when we did that. Okay, we'll have to see if Bullet Bob is a man of his word. I mean, last time he got baited. We'll have to see if he gets baited again. Uh, let's go now. I, I want to play this because I think Tracy was good here. Let's go down to Tracy Smothers, who now, you know, he's involved in this thing, too. So let's see what Tracy's got to say. All right, fans, here he is, a wild-eyed southern boy, Tracy Smothers himself. Tracy, uh, I tell you, the brass knucks, any foreign object, got no place in professional wrestling. Yeah, that's exactly right, Mr. Cottle. You know, it's one thing to win a wrestling match. It's another thing to down your family. Yeah. But then when you pull brass knucks out and you try to kill me, then that's a heavy deal, Bruiser Bedlam. That's a heavy deal. There's no doubt. You're a big, bad, strong man. Bench press 600 pounds. But how come you had to use brass knuckles to put this old country boy down? Yeah, everybody saw what happened last week. I'm banged up, but it ain't my first rodeo. Busting his head is like putting the, a dent old pickup truck. After the first one, the rest don't really matter. Coal miner's glove is what I've asked Bullet Bob Armstrong for. That is my match, and I know I can climb better than you, and I know I'm quicker than you. I get my chance, I'm going to knock you into the next area code, Bruiser Bedlam. All right, fans, you won't want to miss that one. The coal miner's glove match, Bruiser Bedlam, the wild-eyed southern boy, Tracy Smothers. Let's go to the ring. Boy, you going to tell me he ain't talking to the people, talking about you put Mm. one dent in a pickup truck, and then... After that, is they're all the same. Oh, Jesus Christ, Hopper. I mean, Doc. What'd you think? Man, he sure as hell was. He called him a. He said he's an old country boy and dent in the truck, and it's a heavy deal, dude. He was he he summoned it up and was speaking to his people. That is and true he, about 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 an old pickup truck. Yeah. God damn, is it? I've, Once I've, it gets a ding in it, man, we might as well just run it off a cliff. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, so what? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many pickup trucks I've seen like that? Where just, I mean, mm-hmm. now I guess it's a pickup truck. It's made for work, right? So, right. That's right. 
Exactly. It's not like a Honda that, Accord when you see like an old beat up Honda Accord. You're like, look at that old piece of shit. But a, bro, that, a truck's that different. Shit, that shit, I, I'll never understand that. Like, man, my mom, coming from a single parent home, she drove some hoopties back in the day. But I swear, none of them looked like they had been chewed up by like a, a, a garbage can or a yeah. fucking trash compactor. And we and she drove some shit some shit cars, bro. I mean, some shit cars. What's the worst car that your mom had? Oh, there was um, my my mom had a. The first car I remember she had was a Chevy Malibu, but it was the old one from like the seventies. Like a big one, like a big old tank one. Yeah, the big that thing was like you. If you hit somebody and that some bitch, they was gonna die. Um. That thing had steel bumpers and everything, but yeah. she had that when it, she had that in the eighties, and, and that thing was a clunker. Um, but again, it didn't look like you know it hadn't been chewed on um, and whatnot. Then then they had, and then we had, God, I can't remember that. It was like a Ford four door car. I can't remember what what model it was though. It was some nineteen eighties model piece of shit. And then she had um, uh, probably a fucking Granada. It might have been it. I, I'd know it if I saw it. Um, you you want you want to laugh? My mama had a a cutlass at one point too. Oh, everybody! Ooh. I had a cut. I had a cutlass. Yeah, yeah, like a, like one from the seventies. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Harper. That bitch, dude. I you, that thing was a tank. Was a seventy nine cream colored cutlass supreme. My fucking brother had a fucking eighty seven cutlass with fucking t tops. How Ooh. badass was that? Jesus that was a, Christ. That was a Tammy Slayer right there, man. Yeah, it was. Hey, Tammy, why don't you come back here and figure out how to get in the back seat and fucking T-tops. Struggle with this dick. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, where were we at? We were talking about pickup truck. I thought Tracy was good right there, though. I thought he was. Uh, any other thoughts on that before we keep going? He was good, man. Mm-hmm. All right, so we go to Well Done, who take on Brian Logan and Anthony Michaels. Well Done win in under two minutes' time. And then I think the Thrill Seekers are have set the record for the number of video packages. Um, yeah. Well, did you see all the suggestive dancing that one of those the dark-haired dude, was it Well or Done? I'm just like Les and Bob. I can't keep these fuckers straight. But, <laughs> man, they were wiggling and jiggling out there. Made me feel like... Del Rey was going to show up. I miss Jimmy Del Rey. I know, huh? I miss you know, him. You know who didn't miss Jimmy Del Rey? Corny. The, Tom the Dennis. Well, Tom Pritchard is up there with him in WWF, so what do you mean? He can't miss him. Probably hating his ass. Why? I don't think they got along. Um. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I haven't... Did you get? Well, why don't you get... Um. Dr. Tom on the show so he can tell you about it. He was I just on Stone Cold. I do need to get him on because God bless Stone Cold, but Stone Cold ain't going to talk with that is, Okay, so Dr. Tom's awesome on that, but the problem is is that if it didn't directly happen to Stone Cold, he doesn't know right. about it. Right. And so he, he knows not one single thing other than that there was a promotion called Smoky Mountain. Yeah. So he couldn't he couldn't ask anything that I wanted to know. So we need to take this shit into our own hands and get this shit done for the people. I agree. We gotta do what Stone Cold couldn't do, which is satisfy the wrestling people. 
<laughs> all right so we'll just keep going for now again the video package of the thrill seekers if you're watching on tinyurl.com slash patreon btt what band is that uh, playing uh that is uh in that van halen oh. no uh, it's van hagar that was uh collective soul oh no that well, was van hagar not... van the hagar shitty version, the shitty bit is the shitty version of van halen okay well i tried halen, van halen died in 1984 yeah. Give me that's true too. Um, I was gonna say give me some credit, but never mind. Uh, I just don't know. But isn't that what I remember that song? Wasn't that called like "Standing on Top of the World" or some shit? Standing on top of the world. And no, I didn't use Google. Um, there was silly a station. Ass, uh, shut up! It was silly ass pop music by then, man. Yeah. Um, I feel Reach like Harper, Tell me if I'm wrong. B97 would have played something like that back then, wouldn't they? In New Orleans? Uh, yeah, I would say that. I, I know, like yeah. the the rock station definitely would be playing the, that fucking shit. The thing, still the, play that. Well, the thing that got me was is that this was a fairly current song for them to be playing. It had probably been out a year at that point. That is current, but again, they're current too. So, but I don't know. They haven't always used current songs. So yeah, you make a good point. Okay, uh, then. We go from that, the video package of the Thrill Seekers, and uh, one other question. Is that like the fourth or fifth video package they've had of them? Dude, they can get it is. done. I mean, they're like setting a trend, man. Everything is a video package for them, but whatever. Uh, less... You know these kids, they like their MTVs. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, so then we go to a another, I guess you'll call it, not really a video package, but it's less Thatcher. And he's talking about the Knoxville Coliseum and the Night of Legends, which is going to be a big deal for this promotion. And yeah, I'm not, not going to play it, but it's about it's about a five minute long package. And uh, Les basically goes through the history of wrestling in the area as far back as when TV started there in the 50s through the Kazanas running the area for 40 years. Now, uh, Doc, actually, when we did like the Smoky Mountain intro show over two years ago now talked about the Kazanas a lot and I think you even mentioned them maybe it wasn't on the intro show but I remember you talking about that whenever we got to Joe Kazana's first match in the promotion again over two years ago but uh, a, a nice little package if you want to know a little bit about the history of the area. Doc did you have any thoughts on it before we keep going or Harper? Is that a vacant building that he's standing in front of? You talking about Les? Yeah. Uh, it, it, I think it was the Look like the old arena where they ran. Yeah, because he's got his. He's, the grass is all kind of fucking overgrown, and, and and he's got his foot all cocked up on the back of it, like he's a uh, a fucking model. Like <laughs> <laughs> like it's a photo shoot for like fucking CK one, Les Thatcher. Every time you talk about somebody putting their foot up on something like a photo shoot, I imagine that time on the NWA show when you said you can just envision Robert Gibson with his foot up on a fucking Camaro. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> hey, baby. How you doing? What? Oh, baby. What? <laughs> anyway. He's out there um, listening to Journey. <laughs> yeah. He's got that comb, that comb in his back pocket of his jeans. Oh. <laughs> They're called nice. stereotypes for a reason. Yeah, really. All right. Anyway, any other thoughts about the video packet or Les walking us through the history and talking about Night, Night of Legends, Doc? I thought this was great, but I wondered how many people watching this appreciated it yeah, like I did. Yeah, uh-huh, right. 
1993, people were probably like, well, fucking, this is dinosaur shit. How old are you? Well, I'm not so sure that to... in I'm not so sure that in '93 I wouldn't have said that. Right, exactly. Fuck is this oh. old geezer shit? I want to see yeah. the thrill seekers beat somebody's ass. Get, Get that video going again. Black and white. I think, yeah, I think the people in this area are kind of like very historical when it comes to their. Race. Nah, they're, they're simple like though. They're simple. Yeah. Six inches in front of their face. That's all they got. I need to know what's going to happen next. I don't know, bro. Yeah. Those people in that area still talk about Whitey Caldwell and. They I still talk about owning slaves, too, pal. Uh, okay, I wasn't going there, asshole, but all right. Hey, did you see when they said it was the wide world of wrestling, they showed that program? That's, yes. So let me let me just ask this question. Back then, you could lie to people and tell them that you were the wide world of wrestling because it was on, you had well, fucking two stations in the whole fucking area. This shit's That's all people globe, knew. so it ain't, wi- it ain't wide. So if they're saying it's wide, does that then mean that they are inferring that it's flat? And were they the original flat earthers? Jesus Christ. We put the fucking flat earth concept to bed 500 years ago, and now we're debating it again. What the hell, man? But here, let me talk about this for something for a second. Oh, shit. Hawk is tired. Yeah. I know. But remember, (laughs) they talk about, we want to make shit great again. Shit was not great back in the day, and let me tell you why. You had to tune in on Saturday afternoons to watch Wide World of Sports to try to see some shit because that's all you could glimpse onto. Now you can watch anything you fucking want to. That the the future is now. We can watch this shit. Fuck the old days. I'm kind of with you, bro. I want the '80s back, but I want the '80s back with today's technology. That'd be great. I, fuck the '80s, man. I just want wrestling to be good again. That's what I'm talking about, asshole. Like I, I, when I say I want the '80s back, I want the '80s. It'd be back, a whole lot easier want... for today's wrestlers to stop being shitheads and do it right than it would be for me to go back thirty years. Well, that's true too. Yeah, I'm kind of lazy right. when it comes to this shit. It needs to be somewhat simple here. <laughs> okay, let's keep it moving. Hey, we dirty white re- boy, sad man. Yeah, you damn right he is. Um. We got a replay of Jake with the Dirty White Boy, a volunteer slam, and then Dirty White Boy getting pinned while Jake puts his face in her tatas. Uh, Dirty White Girl getting pinned, I should say, while Jake puts her face in her tatas. But uh, any thoughts on the recap? I know you don't like recaps, Doc, as I try to get to the promo with Dirty White Boy here. No thoughts. I hate. I mean, recaps. All right. Let's go to the promo then. Here it is. You know. Another man has put his hands on my old lady. You know, Jake, you really don't know what was going through my mind when I seen you drop my wife on her head. <laughs> you know, you can, you can beat on me I mean, look at this big, ugly head. You can beat on it all night long. It doesn't matter. Because I can take it. But you missed with my old lady, man. And it's, you know, when we set our vows for better, for worse, it wasn't supposed to be anything like this. It's like, you know, like you took something from me, Jake. 
you know, and the white girl, she said, well, I forgive you, don't worry about it. But I can't even look my wife in the eye. She's forgave me, yes. But I can't forgive myself. Not until. Right, Doc, you had something to say about Dirty White Boy right here. He's a little sad. What's going on with this? God damn, pal. Let's make him a plumber. <laughs> you fucking bastard. That dude just caught one fuck of a promo, dude. That was excellent. I mean, it was just. It like wasn't Jake's supposed to be like week. this when we said our vows. I can't look her in the eye. She's forgiven her, me, but I can't forgive myself. You dropped her on her head. Dude, that guy just cut. Fuck. Shut it down. Hit the tagline. Jesus Christ, that was awesome. Yeah, no, huh? We've never seen him like that. Right. And that's the other thing is, like, he's the loud out there yelling Stone Cold, and now he's he's sad, man. It's a different side of the character, man. Um, I, somebody keep Jake away from the crack and let's do this angle, man. So I'm I'm big on lines, but not taglines, if that makes sense. Yeah, dirty white depth. When, yes, because then it shows true, you know, thought from the person cutting the promo. Dirty white boy said, "Jake, you put your hands on my old lady." Now mm, that's mm -hmm. tough. That's tough because that those here, people know what that means in that area. They know what that means. And here's the irony is <laughs> I ain't trying to say <laughs> your Billy's beat their wives. <laughs> Come on. Come but, on. But the beauty of this is it's like he, you know, a hillbilly's a tough son of a bitch, man. Don't get me wrong. You got to him gotta to be, say that. You got to be tough to be that. You got to be tough to be that stupid. Yeah. You, you beat my fucking <laughs> wife. <laughs> That's wrong, Doc. You put your hands on my wife. There's not a hillbilly out there that can't relate to that line in that area. Oh, and it, it's different if I beat yeah. your wife, but you don't damn sure beat my wife. It would have been great if he would have said, if anyone's going to beat my wife, it's going to be me. <laughs> well, anybody... that would have been bad. No, you can't say beat. If anybody's going to put their hands on my old lady, it'll be me. But <laughs> but see, he didn't go there. Um, right. But it goes back to – it goes back. remember that time he told uh, – he said, we treat our women with respect. But then he commanded her to do something yeah. in the promo. He's like, now, nah, come on, let's get out of here. I did, we treat, we know what our, our lady, that, that's what it was. Our women down here, they know how to listen to us or something like that. Um, but no, right here, he's just, you put, it, the way he said it, you put your hands on my old lady. Man. He was unbelievable. Yeah, they were, they were digging that. So, all right, any other thoughts before we go to Jake? Yep. Man, I love the line, it wasn't supposed to, when we did our vows, it wasn't supposed to be this way. Dude. They're yeah, getting bro. divorced. That's later. It's crazy. Yeah. Wait. I didn't know. Did you know that Dr. Tom was married to her sister? Yeah, he said it on the show. Well, I didn't know that until he said it. Oh, on... yeah. yeah. Well, you got to listen to learn, man. I had no clue that... That's how you learn yeah, he, new facts. Yeah, he met his Dr. Tom's wife is 
dirty white girl's sister. I, I think at least that's what he said. I want All to right. talk to Tom. I want to talk to Tom. All right, here we go. Let's go to Jake Roberts after Dirty White Boy's uh, emotional promo. As you saw it right there, and you heard, of course, from the Dirty White Boy, the other participant in that, of course. I, I didn't get a chance to listen to that. I'm in the back, you know, and some of the wrestlers want my autograph and pictures with me. And um, I tried to... What he meant to say, he was back there um, doing a line and shipping uh, on his yeah. bottle. But... Uh... <laughs> or smoking uh, that how does, joint. How does it sound like he was back there puff he was back there puff puff give with the damn rock and roll express with so fucking reno riggins let's Uh-oh. let's i had to stop right there and mention that while he said he didn't hear it there's a reason he didn't hear it because the, the the cocaine was flowing all right let's keep going accommodate most but that rock and roll express man i haven't liked them and i'm not gonna take pictures with them i don't care what they offer me Oh, you, you're not you know, gonna... That's why I'm sweating. Those guys were lined up in the dressing room, man. They accept the real man. That's the bottom line. Let me tell you something. If the people out here in the Smoky Mountain area would be truly honest with themselves and your children. You see, Jake the Snake Roberts was brought into this world by a woman and a man. Yeah. Conceived and a birth. A child is born. What happened from day one? There were mistakes made. When Jake Roberts was born, did I know how to eat? Did I know how to fight? Did I know how to lie, how to steal? Thanks, Dad. You see, a child is born, and you people, as parents, teach them what to be. So whatever I've done, it's not my fault. It's all because of the outside components, other people making mistakes. So, Tony, you made the mistake of getting in the ring with me. As for the other part, whatever Jake has to do, whether it's taking your belt or abusing something that you hold on to at night, I'll take them both, and I will hurt them both, and I will keep them, and I will use them, and when I'm through using them, You're used. Spit him out. Spit him out. Jake the Snake Roberts, fans. Ladies and gentlemen. This- All right, bro. That shit's disturbing. Like, that promo is just kind of disturbing. I, I don't know. What do y'all think? It's not his fault. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, he's talking yeah, about, uh, see, like, back then, if you don't, I mean, I, we didn't know the story back then, but when you know it now. Yeah, no. Like, he's out there shooting. He's out there shooting me. He's talking Mistakes about Mistakes were made. <laughs> Jesus that's never, Christ. That's never, you never utter that line in, in a good situation, ever. Mistakes, Mistakes were made. Especially <laughs> when you, like, know the, what his dad did to his mom and how young she was. Like, Jesus Well, Christ. think about what your dad did to your mom. Well, yeah, my mom was All of our dads did something either. real dirty to all of our moms. Yeah. That's how we all got here. I mean, you look uh, what happened to Mike's mom. She had to drive an old fucking Malibu. Yeah. Bruh, my mother wasn't also 14 years old and raped either. What? Fuck. Isn't that a lit? Isn't that Did a you hear him on, on, on Joe Rogan's podcast? No, Jake? I did not. No. What did he say? Yeah. It, 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 y'all should listen to that. It, it's, it's, it's fucking good. Okay, can you can you give us the cliff notes real quick? <laughs> no, go go fucking listen to it. <laughs> okay, well, this we, is no, an audio medium. 
just so we can we can halfway respond to maybe a little bit of it now what, what did he say that you're thinking of i he he went into detail about his dad and i was like i knew his dad was a piece of shit but the fuck man that and his dad yeah. gets a pass on these podcasts too man yeah dude and it's like god everywhere and he gets a pass Oh, fuck him. I'm here to say it. He's a shithead. Dude, that's like... I ain't giving him no We always say it. Wrong is wrong. <laughs> fuck that scummy motherfucker. I don't care what he had to do with Mid-South. I don't care how how good of a yeah, job people he did. I know. He hear that story. Scumbag. Like, I mean, she was a, a girl. Like, like, a, 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 like a girl. Like a girl girl. Yes, I know. Like <laughs> a she girl was, girl. She yeah. was... Um, a you know, child. She was a freshman in high school, and he she was, was a like, 6'10 grizzly. Yeah. She I was mean, three years older than what my child is now, and so fuck Grizzly Smith. I mean, I don't know why. Like, that pisses me off. Why do people, like, not want to speak bad on him? Because he's dead? No, fuck him. He's a fucking scumbag. You know how bad of a scumbag he must be for Mike to like not soft sell and R.I.P. somebody because man, we'll be talking about oh R.I.P. that motherfucker, R.I.P. that guy, Mike. Man, you really get he got you hot, man. I mean, there's just a few things in life where I don't tolerate. One of them is racism. If you're a racist, fuck you and the horse you rode in that's, on. That's that's nice. one thing. Okay? Whatever. That's your go-to. Yeah, yeah that's playing the race card number one. Yeah, Do you that's see that? your go-to. That's I mean crutch. That means if you're black and don't like white people, if you're white and don't like black people, if you're fucking Mexican and don't like white people. I mean, I mean, I'm talking all around. This is encompassing everyone. Fuck them. All right. Second thing, you want to fucking rape children? Fuck you. You need to be fucking gutted. Wow, that's a that's a real strong take on it. Standing out on a limb by yourself on that one. I'm just saying. Like, well, I know. I mean, I don't know that's, is it really <laughs> that bad? No, oh, come on, up. dude. His Skype is fucked up. Dude, Nobody heard. you sound like a Commodore 64. <laughs> if I could reverse psychology, that motherfucker. So, what are you trying to say? You don't think Harper and I are against raping kids? No, I'm just saying, fuck him. Or is this just your manifest? Festo, the Menace Manifesto. <laughs> yeah, menace because manifesto. he's like telling a story. He's like, my dad was dating my mom's my my grandmother, and I was like, wait, what? And I was like, oh fuck, Jake <laughs> didn't stand a chance. Yeah, scumbag. Yeah. As I watch Kendo the Samurai defeat Chris Hamrick for the Beat the Champ Jeez. TV title in one of the worst oh, matches I've fuck. ever seen. Um, yeah, fuck him. Fuck him. Dude, uh, he he's he was the, a shitbag. The the fucking music that he comes out to sounds like you just walked into some your fucking typical Chinese restaurant. God damn yeah, it, pronouns, pal. So he's out there. He's out there without our good friend Daryl Van Horn. Yeah, God damn pronouns, pal. We're talking about Kendo the Samurai, uh, just for everybody knows who defeated Ken, Ken Chris Hamrick. Uh, real when quick, I, so we're. When I hear that well, music, I'm expecting someone to say smoking or non-smoking. Oh. You know, like <laughs> table for two. 
getting your drink order on the way to the table. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's keep going. Uh, we're uh, speaking of that match that we just saw on the Patreon page. Uh, we are told that Daryl Van Horn isn't here this week, and Doc asked me if he thinks uh, James Mitchell is gone. Daryl Van Horn is gone. I believe he may be. I'll confirm with him, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, Bob Cottle says he is out talent hunting in Malaysia, as in he being Daryl Van Horn is talent hunting in for, Malaysia. He's looking for girls at shows that can shoot ping pong balls out their pussies. Whoa, oh, that's nice. Uh, on that match with uh, Kendo and Chris Hamrick for the Beat the Champ TV title, uh, Dirty White Boy does join the commentary booth and talks about his eye injury. Les gives Dirty White Boy some advice when he says to rest up and get his eye well before he returns. Uh, Dirty White Boy does cut a promo on uh, during the during the commentary. He calls Kendo the Samurai a Jap. Uh, mm. Good thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, good thing. It's a good thing White Boy was on commentary because the match was a snooze fest. Kendall wins Dude, the nerve hole. The crowd was dead as fuck. Well, it was Horner. It was yeah. Horner. Um, he's acting like uh, a samurai, which is it's just a terrible. No, gimmick. he's but the not. Other, the other thing. Do you is, know what a samurai is? I, I said he was trying to act like a samurai. I didn't. I didn't say he, he was looks one. nothing like a samurai. Well, you know what? Like, to these people in 1994, they don't have a fucking clue what a samurai <laughs> is. So they thought that was a samurai. But my remember, point is, he sucked. When, the match sucked. Remember when we were all afraid that the Japanese were going to come over here and buy everything? Yeah. And we were, we were close. It was Asia, but it, we had the wrong country. So this is the end of the TV taping, too. So that also speaks to why these people are like, okay, we're watching... Kendo versus Chris Hamrick, and there you have it. So let's keep if going. You think that, got... If you think if you think that's bad, just wait a minute. Yeah, we got Doug well, Furness. So yeah, leading up to next is Bobby Blaze and Mike Furness versus Primetime Brian Lee and Chris Candido. And Caudle mistakenly says the titles are vacant, but then corrects himself and says no, they're not. Uh, that's not what he meant. Um, I don't have much from this. Candido and Primetime Brian Lee win when Bobby Blaze eats the pin, which was bullshit. Uh, Furnace yeah, for real, dude. That's what I was thinking. Fuck, f- fuck Furnace. <laughs> He's lucky to fucking be, be led in a fucking building. Let him take the fucking pin. <laughs> Keep going, Bob- And Bobby had, to, Bobby had to carry a heavy load in this match. Oh, God. Yeah, That's because... Football tackle... I fucking hate that shit. The football tackle. The Let me ask you a question, Hopper. Do you hate his gear with the with the football pants I, too, or no? I hate everything about that man. He's fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, Doc, your thoughts on Bobby eating the pin here? Well, I did like to see Bobby and Candido get it on again because they're reunited, and that was remember when Candido. Threw him in the lake and then ran off. <laughs> that <laughs> was very entertaining back then. Yeah, that was funny. Little Candido running through the field. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Also, very interesting here. Les talks straight over the pen. What was he saying? Do you remember? I don't, but he talked over the pen. It was at 4330 if you needed to go back and listen to it. but uh, That's okay. That's telling, though, that he talked over it. I mean, it's kind of like, blah, whatever. But, again, this is is the end of a three-day taping. So, a three-episode taping, I mean, where 
this is the last thing these people I mean these people had to be dead by this point um plus I don't know if the people really knew what was going on because again volunteer slam hadn't happened yet so they had no clue of the situation dealing with or whatever was going on with the tag belts. It just was kind of discombobulated. I mean, I understand why Corny had to do it. But uh, these last two matches, they left a lot to be desired. But I don't know. Sometimes we get that with the end of a taping, it seems. So, all right, let's, um, you know, not knocking it all. But I tell you what, I just saw Candido get flung outside the ring on the bobby. And, boy, he can fly around, man. Jesus Christ. All right. Let's um do some disability checks. Uh, Doc, you went first last week, right? I did. Um, I got to tell y'all, the last 15 minutes of this shit was just terrible. Yeah. And the um, thing is, but for the, I mean, just to kind of go back, it's like you saw Dirty White Boy do that fucking great promo. And then why did he, and he fucking talked about the fucking samurai when when he was doing commentary because Man, of that guy getting, because of getting misted and his eye being injured. Yeah, but fuck after that promo, bro. Fuck you, you know. I think it should be all Jake the Snake right now. That fucking the eye is fucking secondary. Yeah, you see, you got to remember that promo was cut after Volunteer Slam, that promo that White Boy cut and that Jake cut. And in the meantime, this filming was recorded before Volunteer Slam, so he's still speaking oh, to well, what happened. Oh, well, there you happened. go. So yeah. that's why I said it's like uh, a little, it's somewhat disjointed based on the taping schedule and, and how this took place actually before Volunteer Slam. But... I mean, I hear you, man. You know, you're you. And the other part too is you're just kind of like me, like this whole Kendo the Samurai. You're like, God, that I'd rather have sucks. Horner. Let me ask you a question: Would you rather have Horner or Kendo the Samurai? Wow, yeah, Horner was at least I, I can hear him, and <laughs> and I get some kind of entertainment out of it because he's, you know, it's a train wreck. I but said that a million times to y'all. I was like, I can't hear him though. So bad, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's like instead right. of hearing him talk, he's got his nunchucks. And, but bro, I bet you he thinks he's hot shit because he can play with those fucking uh, uh, nunchucks. <laughs> I bet you he's back there swinging them right in the face. Exactly. He's in the locker back. room, like, hey y'all, hey y'all, watch this. And they're like, Tim, go fucking sit down. I'm not Tim, brother. I'm Kendo. Yeah. Pam, Pam, Pam. Watch this. That's so cool, Tim. You look like a real ninja. You're so worldly. <laughs> Doc, he's he's back there playing with the nunchucks like Sean Hart's back there super kicking at exactly. work in the meeting. <laughs> like, hey, Just Sean, wait. we need you for something. Hold on. I'm practicing my super kick. Just finishing up here. Just finishing well, it up. Looks like you, Give me it a looks second. like you were super kicking in the air over in the corner. No, no, I was working on something. I was yeah, being I, strategic. I got five more to go. I'm doing some strategic thinking, okay? Hold on one second. 
All right. Um, let's rate this thing. Um, hey, I, I loved Jake. I mean, I loved White Boy here. This, that promo was just, that's one of the better promos you'll ever hear in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I firmly believe that. And we've seen a lot of good ones. It just was, he was so good, spot on. Tracy was good too, man. Tracy, that promo, you know, where he talks about the old pickup truck. Um, I mean, I thought all that was good, but this episode, this episode left a lot to be desired, man. I mean, yeah. it's the end of a TV tape, and, and it's getting a seven from me. Doc, what's it getting from you? A what? A seven. a seven. Holy shit. It ain't that guy damn bad. Okay. What's it getting from you, Doc? That was that was jarring. <sighs> Boy. Can you rate the thing, bro? I mean Oh I can. It's an eight point three. Oh, you crazy. I was gonna give it an eight. A solid eight. Doc, you need your head examined if you think that's an 8.3. I thought that Smothers and Horner, I mean, not Horner, got Horner on my brain. Jake and Dirty White Boy and the Knoxville thing, man, that all had me going. Bruh, the last 15 minutes of the episode was Kendo and Chris Hamrick and Candido and Primetime Brian Lee versus Bobby and who's that idiot furnace where Bobby eats the pin. It wasn't as bad as you think it was. Okay. You're being hard on this. Cause you're trying to, I don't know. So here's a question then, doc, who are you going to give your government cheese award to? Well, um, do you need to pimp anything first? Well, the fans can go to tinyurl.com slash Amazon and use their gift cards from Christmas where they got, you know, stuff from their wives or maybe they got gift cards from their family and they can purchase things on Amazon like Death of the Territory, Bobby Blaze's book, Pin Me, Pay Me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tinyurl.com slash Amazon, pal. All right. Well, I'm going to give my government cheese to the Dirty White Boy because I think he had a fantastic response to Jake. And while Jake was good and Tracy was good, Dirty White Boy showed us a side that we're not used to seeing from him. And for that, he gets some cheese. Yeah. Oh, who are you giving it to? It's Dirty White Boy. Same for me. Dirty White Boy. Yeah. I had to. Dirty had White to. Boy. Let's get out of here then. Was was spectacular from him. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think we're getting ready to get out of here, man. It was a... Uh, what's happening I mean, next on what's happening next week well we gotta that's the great thing about next week we got a fresh if you want to look forward to next week we got a fresh set of tapings coming at you from i believe it is uh i don't even know how to pronounce it is it doc i need your help for this one l-o-u-d-o-n tennessee is, I believe, the next taping. Luden. You know how to pronounce that? At all? Doc? Oh, for, for fuck's sake, he disappears on me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking guy, man, I swear. Um, Yeah, I think we're in... I think we're in Luden. I could be wrong, but uh, Luden or Loudon. I don't know how to say it, man. Uh, let's say Loudon, Tennessee. So there you go. That's where we'll be next week. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Harper, I don't think we got to plug anything. Doc seems no. to have disappeared on us. So uh, again, go to become a patron, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, where you can enjoy, enjoy the video version of these shows and whatnot. And other than that, 
Hopper, I guess you can hit the tagline and take us home. Book it, bitch. Before we get out of here today, I want to shout out uh, all the patrons and thank the patrons for their contributions to the show every single month. We don't have sponsors. You know how we do it around here. No sponsors, just you guys supporting what we do, and we thank you very much for that. Special shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Josh Dunn, at Ryan in Auburn, good old Justin, K underscore row 86, disrespectfully classy Mark E. Blassie, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider 91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageum, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, JMM7530, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Codeman E22, Marty Howell, and T-Hog94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. And again, thanks to all the patrons out there who make this show possible each and every week, twice a week for us. Hey, and if you're a Hall of Fame patron and you're at your seventh month of membership, or you've reached your 18th month, and so on and so forth, subsequent to, uh, I should say, years, please send me an email. I will check, and um, I, as long as you're due, I'll get you out your T-shirt. So thanks again for being Hall of Fame patrons, and until next week, we'll catch you. Book it, bitch. <laughs>